Turn it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California, it's Coach's Rise time with Coach C. Collins. It starts. Three, two, one. Coach's Rise time. Hey, yep, you're back with Coach's Rise time. I appreciate you being here. Um, if you're new here, uh, go ahead and check me out. What I do here, I talk a little bit of basketball, a little bit of nuance, do some video reactions, things like that. Um, about just what's going on in the world. Um, you know, if, if you're new here, I appreciate you checking it out. If you're a ninja watcher and you're watching the views on YouTube and you're not subscribed, why not? Help a brother out, right? Do the HBO special. Um, if you're listening, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, for those who've been supporting me from day one, um, I appreciate it big time. Thank you for um, always being there. And giving me your ear and and just checking it out and and you know my Patreon is in the description, links in the description, all that good stuff. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that's kind of been a thought process uh, or not thought process, wrong words, but something I've been thinking about for a while, something nuanced with it. Um, normally, I always come from a place of statistics, analytics. I really try to use data to support my talking points. But for this one in particular, this is going to be more anecdotal. Uh, most people know, especially if you're a fan of basketball, if you're if you're especially if you're a fan of NBA basketball, you know uh, the NBA player John Morant, new uh, plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, high young athlete. In terms of you know, um, he he's he's a high highly uh, anticipated new face of the NBA. Um, you know, like I said he's hot right now. It's it's um, you know he's one of the showcase players in this new wage of ABA, of NBA because you got guys like Carmelo Anthony retiring. Shout out to him. LeBron James is obviously his war with Father Time, which overall he's winning. Like things like that. But um, you have these new wave of athletes who are who are going to be the new future stars. And John Morant's considered one of the forefronters forerunners of this. So in recent news. He was on social media uh, waving a gun or what allegedly is a gun. Uh, you know, obviously, most people, if not everyone, saw it when it happened. Right now, they're still waiting. They're still waiting to give him consequences for his actions. The commissioner of the NBA said it's not fair to talk about it or to administer the punishment right now because it takes away from the NBA Finals. Take with that what you will. This is not his first time waving a firearm on social media. He did it as re as most people, if you're checking out this video, know. Um, he did it a while back in a nightclub on an away game, breaching a lot of contracts, just overall doing a lot of questionable things. And John Moran, and this... This episode isn't going to be about John Morant. He's just a prime and recent case study of the thing I wish to talk about. He has other instances. I covered him before on one of my one-minute recaps, if you want to check the shorts out, where he uh, punched a kid, allegedly, and a teenager over a basketball pickup game. Uh, he had a security go to a mall and uh, check, I guess, one of the security guards there. Just, you know, there's the alleged laser gun sight that was at the Phoenix game. There, there's a lot of things that are pending and, and repercussions that John Morant in particular is dealing with. 
But I want to talk about what he, in my opinion, is a symptom of a huge problem we're running into with not only black culture, uh, basketball players, athletes in general, um, is the connections between hip-hop and the music, rap, whatnot, athletes, and street life. It's a very weird symbiotic relationship because they all are connected to a degree. There's always that, you know, analogy or some people say they say rappers want to be athletes. Athletes want to be rappers, right? Um, and entwined in all that is the street culture. And then you throw even even women as a part of this, not hating on women anyway, not coming from that lens. I'm saying because if most women are going to be honest, they are attracted to the bad boys, the thugs, the guys who have a certain edge to them, the fighters and whatnot, because they typically gravitate towards those guys, there's there's a motivation to be that type of person. Um, I'm going to speak a lot of anecdotal. There's a lot of times I remember, and I grew up in Oakland, California, in West Oakland, very um, very rough neighborhood. I remember plenty of times the guys that got in the most trouble, the guys that were running the streets, selling dope, um, selling weed, pimping, things like that. They were the ones that got a lot more female attention than even guys like myself who just went to class and, you know, just played hoop. And I remember, you know, at, at times, I remember getting to fights at school because guys would test me um, because I was more, I was I'm more of an introvert. I know you probably wouldn't think that me being here on YouTube, but, and uh, on, on this podcast, but no, I'm more of a introvert. I'm very reflective. I really look at things, research things. I try to, I read anywhere from 10 to 15 books a year. I spend most of my time in my house or just at the gym. Um, I try to coach and mentor the youth. I try to be and invoke change around me. But for my youth growing up in the hood, growing up in the rough areas I did, um, I saw it was the guys that, you know, had the problems that would get the girls. So it, it's a strange mix of all this. And my overall outlook is we have to start promoting. We have to start being okay we have to start glorifying the things that are outside of the norm of black culture, of hood black culture is what I mean. Because black culture encompasses so much. And whether you're, you're a leftist or a super right-wing conservative, it, if you're black, you are still a part of black culture. There's conservative black cultures, there's leftist black culture, there's liberal black culture, like... You, we have to start normalizing and saying it's okay for our young brothers to be smart, our young brothers to go up and grow up in a good environment with a good home. Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters to ever walk the planet and probably ever will, grew up in a in a great home with both his parents. Grant Hill, who, who is an example of that. Like everyone doesn't have to come from the gutter to to validate themselves and the guys that actually do come from those streets like a Derrick Rose or a DeMar DeRozan um shoot Zach Randolph any of them got like 
they don't necessarily glorify it. They respect it. They pay homage to where their upbringing is from, but they don't, they don't glorify it in itself. They don't say, I want to go back to that. I don't know why our athletes do this. And when I speak to our athletes, I'm talking as a black man, I'm talking about our black athletes. I, you know, fights happen. I talk about that in my previous episodes. Fights happen. It's it's a nuance. It, it's a part of athletic culture because of the testosterone, because of the frustration, because of the intensity of the game. Guys are that passionate about it. But it needs this 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 new wave of NBA players who once they make it big or or even high school athletes. I bring up one of recent is Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams is is now facing incarceration due to gun charges. And this is before he even stepped foot on a college basketball court. He has 4 million followers. I think he's deleted all his social media. I'm probably going to do some one-minute recaps of him and John Moran, all these different stories. But I think these guys are symptoms of a culture that needs to be talked about. I guess I feel like I'm going to talk about it because I'm the type that speaks my mind and I'm tired of seeing it. I don't know these young brothers. I don't... I've never met them, but I'm watching them from afar and watching them grow up just like everybody else. Something about our culture has to stop glorifying violence, has to stop glorifying wanting to prove we're from something. Growing up in a war zone isn't glorified. There's a reason that veterans have PTSD. There's a reason that you know, what was called shell shock before. There's a reason that military people go through psychological issues. Understand this. I was reading uh, uh, Jordan Peterson's book. Um, uh, 12, I believe it's 12 laws of um, life or 12 rules of life or whatnot. And he talked about this in his book, which I found incredibly insightful. Most military men... Don't get PTSD from what they've seen. Actually, the psychology and the data shows they get PTSD from what they've done. They find that there's a darkness within them that allowed them to do something so barbaric, so inhuman, that it changed them forever. And the residuals of, the residuals of those psychological scars carry through them to back when they come to the States. They can't just turn it off. What I mean by that is in relation to our young athletes, to these young brothers going out there basically trying to prove that they're thugs and they're hard and they're gangster, is they're going to find that they're going to do a darkness that they won't come back from. And if you don't believe me, look up story after story after story after story. There are NBA players, former pro athletes, who've done things so horrific, so barbaric, we look at them like they're not even human anymore. What I'm saying is there's steps that happen prior to that. And no, I don't put the blame on the people around them. Like, oh, it's it's the people around them. They got the shady people. No, at some point they have to be accountable to themselves. Like, again, Mikey Williams, I think he's 18, 17 or just turned 18. But yes, he's a high school kid. I have never even played college. And of course you could say, well, the people around him shouldn't have let him have a gun or shit. At the end of the day, he decided to do that. And there needs to be accountability on that part. Not the people around him. The, usually, at least the way it works back in the day or whatever, the people around you were the ones that had the, that had the heat. You know, they had the thing on them. 
the guy, the star, never did. He never had to get his hands dirty. But now we got guys out there trying to prove themselves in the wrong way. And I, I think, again, it's the culture of, of the music. Not to say the music is the sole reason. It's not a simple variable. It's a multi, or equation. It's a multi-varied equation that gets this outcome. And if we don't talk about it and, and identify the symptoms, all we're going to keep seeing is a trend of younger and younger and younger athletes out there trying to prove they're a part of a culture and a life that they don't need to be a part of. Trust me, if you talk to most of the, most of the guys that live those lives, if they had another option, they would take it. Now, social media and things like that have now presented a window, an insight for them to try something else. That's why you have uh, ex-prisoners who actually created YouTube channels that are doing really successful. And they talk about that prison life and talk about how to stay away from it and try to tell these guys. Yeah, they say some crazy stories, which is for entertainment purposes. But most of the time, most convicts can't get a nine to five job. So them saying those entertaining things, getting some views, getting a source of income and getting out a message that helps to hopefully help the next young men realize we shouldn't do this. That's something that could be solely appreciated big time. I just want to see these guys thrive. I, and I don't want to hear the excuse, oh, they're young, they're young. Listen, we've all been young. We've all been done. I've been young and dumb. But I wasn't pulling guns out on people. I wasn't out here trying to pull guns um, on social media. That That's, you know... When my, when my pops took me out for guns, we just went to the back and shot him when we were, you know, practicing target shooting and things like that. Or we went out to the woods and, you know, shot um, the disc and things like that. But this, this, the M, the, these NBA players, these high school guys, these youth guys, I mean, it happens in the NFL. It happens, but mainly, let's keep it a buck. It happens in black culture. Why are we glorifying? violence so much if you if you really have that itch to get that violence out i definitely suggest to all my brothers out there to do a combat sport take up boxing there's four main staples of martial arts or or, uh, uh, martial arts in general that i think um are the staples of if you learn these you're gonna go out there and be effective if you need to protect yourself but they also get a lot of that out to me, it would be Muay Thai kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, boxing, and wrestling. Um, if you can master it or if you can learn a little bit of any of those four, if you can master one, <laughs> you're a problem. But if you can, you know, dabble in a little bit of those, it gets a lot of that out. Because just like Jordan Peterson says, just like a lot of philosophers say, inherently through violence, through becoming someone violent, you learn how to control the beast within you, right? Being being weak doesn't make you good. It just makes you weak. Remember the analogy. You rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. You understand? Like, there's a reason the toughest guys, the most brutal guys, happen to be the nicest guys. Have you seen, like, most boxers, most of them, of course, you have your crazy ones that are out there, but most boxers, um, professional boxers, when you meet them, they're very nice people. 
very welcoming. UFC fighters, right? They're not quick to violence. Even when they're in a heated discussion, they could be in a heated debate. They don't elevate it to be like quick to fight because inherently through violence, you learn control. Through barbarism, you learn kindness, okay? Through brutality, you learn to be gentle. So that duality is hand in hand. I think in our culture, because we're saying to these young men, you're soft. Oh, it's weak. You didn't grow up in the trenches. You know, women don't like it. You know, athletes always feel like we got to prove we're tough. If you want to keep it a buck, and I know this, well, I'm just, I, I do Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu a little bit and boxing. I've done boxing for a long time. I can tell you this. Most athletes, our bodies aren't even built for fighting, if you want to be real. Our bodies being so long and lanky and stuff, they're actually not ideal for fighting. That's why some of the best fighters are usually shorter and compact, like Floyd Mayweather. Mike Tyson, I know he was a heavyweight, but I think Mike Tyson might be 6'1", maybe? And, and you know, Muhammad Ali was an alarm anomaly. He was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and could do what he can do. Compact, strong, tank-like bodies are the ones that are ideal for fighting. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're a 6'8", 270-pound monster, 260-pound covered in sheer muscle like LeBron James, yeah, you most likely can knock somebody out. You know, a boxer's chance, any lucky punch, whatever. But is his body ideal for fighting? No, actually, it's not. It's not. So, athletes, just be athletes. Like, yeah, if some violence breaks out, protect yourself, always. But we don't need to seek that out. Again, this is just my reaction to it. This is my anecdotal experience. Usually I get data and all this stuff, but I'm just speaking out of place from this, a passion. I'm tired of seeing it. And, and do I have a solution? Yeah, my solution is pretty simple. Let's glorify black men being engineers. Let's glorify back black men being doctors. I mean, shoot, I took a flight, a couple of flights not too long ago. The pilot was black. I, I don't see that very often, just being honest with you. It was nice to see, right? We have to understand there's a separation between entertainment purposes, which a lot of rap artists and hip-hop artists are doing. It's just entertainment, like acting, and there's real life. We've seen the real world consequences over and over again from blurring those two lines. Let's make sure we do better. Let's learn from these mistakes. Because quite frankly, I'm just tired of seeing it. And some of these guys are too talented, have too much of a future on their hands to waste it like this. My outlook is simple. Let's take care of our own. Let's take care of these our, our, ourselves Let's enhance the community and then bring in others. And of course, what I mean by others, I mean other races. But again, it's not even a racial thing. It's just a culture. It's a black cultural thing. And with all these interconnected, intersecting parts, it's going to take a group effort, a community effort to start to change the norm. So my hope is if having the dialogue, if you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, like, let me know what your thoughts Give me, give me some comments down below. Let me know what your suggestion might be. I would love to hear it. I would love to have the dialogue. Please try to be respectful. I know it's the internet, so some people won't. But I think we got to start looking in the mirror. We have to start facing these things and start trying to 
move forward and try to let people know it's okay to be the intelligent brother. It's okay to be the brother that likes anime. There's one guy, like, he does these shorts talking about different anime battles and video games and all that stuff all the time, and, and I think he's making a great living doing it. And I like to, and I want to glorify those type of young men, right? My son, my son is growing up in that age. My sons are growing up in that age. I need them to be able to see that brothers don't have to fit a caricature. We can be a lot of different things. And it's okay that we're not thugs. It's okay that we don't want to fight the world. Sometimes the world ain't meant to be fought. Sometimes it's just meant to be embraced. My thoughts are always going to be, you know, always trying to think ahead and think of what's progressive. If you've stayed to the end, you're a real one. I appreciate you. Again, hit that like, hit that subscribe. Help me out with the algorithm. Um, hopefully this gives you guys some good thoughts. Let's start the dialogue. I hope it um I'm hoping this helps you guys to think and, and understand that I care about my community and want to see it succeed. But, you know, other than that, be safe and I'm out. Please like and subscribe for my dad to get him more subscribers. And also say thank you and I appreciate it. And thank you and I appreciate it.